Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. interesting that Jesus says that it isn't our job to pull out the weeds. Why not? Well, because our discernment is not that great. Jesus in this parable implies that that we don't have adequate understanding. We don't have good enough discernment to be able to determine who's for real and who's not. Who's serious in their walk with Jesus and who's not. If we were to be judged by someone who didn't know us all that well, we'd probably be offended. On the other hand, no matter how well any of us knows someone, judging is not our place. In today's message, Pastor Robert teaches us that it's in the end times that Christ will sort through those who profess Christ and those who truly believe. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to the 14th chapter of Revelation, and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Do you ever wonder where that whole thing about fire and brimstone came from? Some preacher didn't make it up. It's right here. That's where it came from. The smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. So now John, he's given us this picture, this white cloud, which generally is associated with the glory of God, the cloud of his glory. And on the cloud sat this one like the Son of Man, Jesus himself, having on his head a golden crown, in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, 
who had power over fire. And he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city. And blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs. This is quite a description. If you want to study it in a little bit more depth, you know, th- th- this, is, this is a reference to what we commonly hear call the Battle of Armageddon, that final big cataclysmic battle. Ezekiel 38 and 39, if you want to read a little bit further, you can dig into it. But I'd also recommend a, a book by Dr. Henry Morris called The Long War Against God. The Long War Against God is a, it's a fascinating book. Dr. Morris did a, a good job, I, I think, digging into the significance of the city of Babylon, that ancient city where the false religions and false gods seemed to have their beginnings. It was a place of great wickedness, and the name has become synonymous with corruption, immorality, and evil. And so when you read about it in the Bible, there, a lot of times there's, there's symbolism, but you know, it, it, like so many things, there's a literal interpretation of it. In other words, there, there was an ancient city named Babylon that was incredibly wicked, right? You can take it literally. There was such a city. There may very well be such a city again, but there's also a figurative understanding because there's this, this symbolism, Babylon the Great, this world system that's perverted and twisted and comes up with all kinds of gods to worship so that they don't bow their knee to the, the one true and, and living God. But what John saw here in Revelation chapter 14, it was the end of all the perversion, the end of all the paganism and the wickedness and sin. It's the end of all these. It's a final war where evil loses its grip on planet earth, blood flowing as much as four feet deep up to the horse's bridles in the valleys all around Jerusalem. It's, it's going to be awful. A harvest of humanity before the King of Kings establishes his kingdom on the earth. Jesus told his followers a parable about it in Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. It says, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Do you want us to then go and gather them up? But he said, No. Lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. First gather the tares to be burned. You know, it's interesting that Jesus says that it isn't our job to pull out the weeds. Why not? Well, because our discernment is not that great. 
Jesus in this parable implies that, that we don't have adequate understanding. We don't have good enough discernment to be able to determine who's for real and who's not. Who's serious in their walk with Jesus and who's not. You know, my, my wife and I, we were, we were having a conversation yesterday about being able to stand in the face of persecution. You know, thousands and thousands and thousands of Christians every year right now are being asked to renounce their faith in Jesus or die. I read an interesting article that was kind of pointing out that Many people face that choice without any warning. In other words, they've not really prepared for it mentally, emotionally, spiritually. They don't, you know, but it's just all of a sudden they find themselves in a position where they're forced to choose. Will I identify with Christ or will I take the easy road? in this decision, at this moment. And we were talking about the, the grace of God that comes to us in the moment if we're truly his. That's a big if. And for me, it's especially important because I, I grew up going to church. You know, when I was a kid, I, I grew up, we were very religious about our religion. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we were there. Every Sunday, we were there. We went. And you had to get up and put on your little... You know, Sunday best, my dad always wore a suit and tie, my mom got all fixed up. You know, this was in the deep south, you know, the women wearing hats and getting, you know, spending a couple of hours getting ready for church on Sunday morning. And, and then she spent at least a half hour getting me ready, making sure my little suit was right, because I had to wear a suit too, you know, I had to put on a tie and all of that, you know, attention to detail, you know, because we're going to church. And I knew all about Jesus but I had no relationship with him at all. And if somebody had put a gun to my head or a knife to my throat and said, renounce Jesus or die, I think I probably would have been, okay, okay, okay. I'm not ready to die. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com, and like our Facebook page. Keep up to date on everything happening at Main Thing Radio and receive a dose of encouragement right on your newsfeed. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are blessed to be a part of God's kingdom advancement through these broadcasts. But just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift. For any donation of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of Cold Case Christianity. A homicide detective investigates the claims of the gospel by J. Warner Wallace. This gift is yours as our way of saying thank you for your donation to Main Thing Radio. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. 
From all of us at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for joining us for today's message. Be sure to tune in again right here on Main Thing Radio.